When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Ready? Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Hey, dude, if you want to move in, like, that's way more fun than my mother-in-law. Like, at least we can smoke cigars and, you know, talk about stuff. You're not bringing a rotten little dog with you, are you? Uh, I am. Ew. <laughs> I've never heard it called a rotten dog before, but okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really hurtful, actually. <laughs> he called it a rotten dog. dog. Hey, girl, so, you want to see my rotten dog? I am. Too far, Dave, too okay, far. Okay, sir. Speaking of Valentine's Day, what happened to your throat, man? I don't know. I maybe slept on it. Is that what it is? Okay. I, you slept uh, on your throat, <laughs> funny? <laughs> yeah, just throw like right on a right on a judo chop hand. He, he always does lead with throat. Uh-huh. Dave, Dave and Mahoney. Yo, Audrey, I'd like to be Hold your on. third husband. What are the next steps? You wouldn't want that. I do really feel like uh I'm pretty horrible. <laughs> well, oh, uh, I am currently married, but, and he's hanging on by a thread, man. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, it's some bad news because it is something that you and I have done together for many, many years, and it is finally over after 1,000 years the Naked Man Festival in Japan is no more. Ah, it's it's coming to an end? It is. The annual event, which involves only loincloth-clad men wrestling for ownership of a bag of whatever. Something, like, it's an ancient tradition, I guess. It's been going on, like I said, for a thousand years. Uh, it is it is no longer. And um, I saw some pictures of the last one. Uh-huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean... I mean, Japan's into some stuff. They, yeah. You know, I mean, you think about like sumo wrestling. You know, it's like dudes and cloths who are just—it's very buck wild, reminiscent of that. Actually, the loincloths that I speak of are very similar to what you would see a sumo wrestler uh-huh. wearing. And there is just tens of thousands of pretty much totally naked men that are wrestling with each other for uh, no real reason. I don't want to live in this world anymore, Dave. I know. I know. You know, it's, if we can't have unfair. naked. Man on man wrestling. Then what are we? What are we doing? What? 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 What incentive is there for us to go on? Why even wake up in the morning? So what I are they going to replace on? it with? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just over. Did, did they say why they were done? No, no. It's just uh, it's, you know, it's it's held annually on the seventh day of the lunar new year, and it's been, again been going on for a thousand years. And there is a winner of it. So there was some local guy. One thousand years. That's make that's make believe. You don't think that it's been going on for a thousand years? Uh, no. I know. I, I, I even think back like 100 years ago. I'm like, you sure that really happened? You 100 me, years? I'm, there's just absolutely no way. And if there, if 1,000 years men have just decided to run naked in the streets, that's we've got. I've got some questions. I've got a lot of questions that I would like answered. Some good news today as well. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Mahoney, or if you've gotten the push notification on your iPhone, but Apple has dropped a sports app. And it's actually pretty slick. I so, haven't yet. Uh, th- you know, as far as like sports apps that are out there, it's basically like ESPN, and that's sort of been it. 
Uh, I don't know if this is eventually going to lead to Apple getting into the sports betting business, but I oh. imagine that's probably the way that okay, everybody else is. Okay, let's increase the monopoly. Go uh-huh. ahead, keep it going. What else? So they, uh, they've released the sports app, and it offers fans real-time scores and easy access to game streams from around the world. So the app is free in the U.S. and the U.K. and Canada and covers all the major sports, as you'd expect. Uh, they plan to integrate information from the big sports as well, like the NFL and Major League Baseball and NCAA football and all that stuff over time. But users can access play-by-play data and lineup details and live betting odds mm-hmm. uh-huh. and watch live games from Apple and connected streaming apps. So, like you said, Audrey, Apple just has a way of kind of slowly lumbering along. Right in front giant- of us. Every tech company is just doing it right in front of our noses. And there's like we're just like, cool. But- if you Whatever. do it better than the other ones and I have to have less apps, I'm like, all right. You know, I mean, that's the thing with Apple is <sighs> that they're they're not normally first to market. They just sort of identify things. But if you think about it, I mean, Apple is not just the maker of the iPhone or your computer now. They're also a TV network and they're producing movies. And frankly, they're doing a pretty good job of it, if we're being honest. You know, I mean, the, the programming that they're putting out is pretty good. So I'm not really mad at it. And sport, they've gotten into the sports, sports world too. You know, well. they've got Major League Soccer. Yep, and uh, got some baseball Messi, you know, the thing with Messi. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting to watch. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. This seems risky on everyone's part. So if you're a drug dealer, you probably fancy yourself to be like a pretty bad dude or a pretty bad chick, right? It's like you're you you deal drugs for a living. You're tough. Sure. And if you're a cop, like an undercover cop, whose job it is to infiltrate and go bust drug dealers. You also probably fancy yourself to be a pretty bad dude. I would say that it would probably be more on that scale. Like, I would think that a guy who is in, like, narcos, like, you know what I mean? Like, probably fancies themselves to be way more of a badass than somebody who, like, deals weed in college. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. When I think about somebody, though, that is that has somebody after them it's not like the weed dealer in college right like you have to be a pretty bad individual for somebody to go undercover to bust you if you're a drug dealer in this case that's exactly what happened this happened in peru a police officer decided that he was going to bust a suspected cocaine dealer just before valentine's day and the way that he did it is really fascinating because again the lengths that you go to bust somebody is pretty extraordinary this police officer dressed up as a Care Bear. Okay. And he acted like he was going to deliver flowers and chocolates to the suspect, suspected cocaine dealer just before Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. It just seems, and it worked, he busted him because the whole idea was like, get this individual when their guard is down and, you know, you show up just before Valentine's Day dressed as a gigantic Care Bear. That's all it took. With flowers and chocolate. That's and all that's, it took. That's all it took. We're simple people. We really are. We are so simple. I feel yeah. like Care Bears, like the Care Bear stare, that's like after they do a whole bunch of cocaine, that's how that happens. Care Bear stare. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems really risky, though, because... I don't imagine that you'd be really very agile. You wearing a, care- a bulletproof vest under there? Is the is the Care Bear suit made out of Kevlar? Yeah, but like, how do you even? Can you imagine trying to grab your gun? Like, if things go off the rails, like let's say the drug dealer figures it out, and you go try to grab your gun with those big dumb Care Bear paws, yeah. there's no way that you're able to. Like, you're getting your ass kicked in a Care Bear outfit. Important piece of this story: Do we know what Care Bear? Care- 
Do we know what Care Bear he dressed up as? It didn't tell us it was what an Care unlicensed Bear. one. Is an it? unlicensed bootleg <laughs> Care Bear. The one you see in Times Square or down on, uh, you know, Hollywood Boulevard. They're always dirty, man. Always. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Why is it so hard to spell restaurant? Message deleted. Never Audrey, know where that you goes. Spell restaurant right now. R-E-S-T-A-U-R-A-N-T. Restaurant. Was that right? I think so. I think the A-U comes before the A-N-T. A-U-R-A-N-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the A and the, it's the A that messes everything up. But where's the U? Is the A-U, but is it R-A-U? Because I say it, restaurant. Restaurant. So I would assume that the aunt has the A-U-N-T on it, not rest R. Spelling's stupid. Yeah, why is it rest aunt? No, man, it's dumb. You guys are talking about the no shoe policy at people's houses. You have a clean house, I'll take them off. If your house is dirty, I ain't taking them off. Message deleted. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair. Yeah. That's a fair ask. If you if you ask me to take my shoes off at your house and my socks get dirty because your oh. house is so nasty, I ain't taking my yeah. shoes off. Dude, so I've got a no shoe policy, but my house is clean. So I, I will I will subscribe to that. Do you feel like that's a Midwest thing? Because I mean, you know, you being a St. Louis guy, I mean, I grew uh-huh. up in in Minnesota, and there was a, a no shoe policy in the house, but it's because for much of the year, you know, you'd be outside snow and, and there'd dirt. be snow everywhere, and well, you'd come in your moon boots just looking. We fly we had as hell. that in my house once we got <laughs> white carpet. We had green carpet for many years. You had oh, dude, dude why? My, my house was built in the forties, so like, and then it got renovated in the seventies. My parents bought in the eighties, and then like. Couple years after they lived there, they bought white carpet, and then once we got the white carpet, there was it was a no shoe policy. Was there not carpet before, like the that green and brown shag? We right. had a green like, was that like the too. very first carpet that, that was ever invented? To be because fair, it didn't show. You could vomit straight on that. Carpet. I did vomit straight up <laughs> on that it carpet. It does not show, and it just <laughs> absorbs it just, like yeah, a bounty towel. Yeah. So yes, in the diaper. Midwest, but my wife also <laughs> subscribes to this policy, and she's born and raised in Las Vegas, so. I don't know if it's a Midwest thing. But her or- family's from Minnesota. That's also true. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting because I grew up in Alabama for the most part, and we did not have a no-shoes policy. You're an Alabamian? I'm an Alabamian. How about that? And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never done this until I started, you know, dating my now husband, who is a no-shoes-in-the-house guy, but it's because I think he saw the same thing that you did. He wasn't always like this, yeah. but it was the public restroom. You're dragging Laces, your shoes your, your through soles. all sorts of places, and then you're going home, and yeah. a lot of people have carpet. Yeah. It doesn't matter what color the carpet is. It gets onto the carpet. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw something the other day. There's a post about, uh, like, specifically, like I do, if you have little kids. Oh. And, I mean, they're they're not crawling anymore. But oh, but they were. They were. And so the idea of, like, you walking in the house with your shoes on and then these kids are crawling everywhere and they're always putting their hands in their mouth Mm -hmm. 
It's basically just like straight, like wherever you've been walking into your baby's mouth because they're crawling everywhere and you're tracking stuff everywhere. I mean, that's how we built up our immunity system. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I was also like yeah. sucking on twigs and like eating dirt and, yeah. you know, finding roly polies and also probably eating those too. Like, yeah. you know. Who didn't love a roly poly when you were a kid? I mean, My I don't kids know. Kids still love roly polies. I'll bring them in the house. My wife freaks out. No bug them. other than a ladybug gets the same love. I mean, because you put salt on slugs. Yeah. There's no other. There's no other bug that is like pro. Roly-poly is the number two, but ladybug is the well, number one. I would say. And why? And butterflies. Butterfly, butterfly. Butterflies are number one. But, but you, you can't you, hold you, those. You ain't catching butterflies. Uh, ladybugs you can catch, but I don't know why ladybugs get such a good rap because they're still kind of gross. They'll pee all over you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You ever held a ladybug? They'll just uh, eviscerate their bowels on you just immediately. Same. <laughs> is that why they're called ladybugs? Yeah. <laughs> they just smoke that, that, that ladybug is drinking tequila. Dave, some people like it. Some people like it. <laughs> that ladybug's like, hey, big boy. Mm. You're like, no, man. Not she's, like that. She's coming home from drinks with the girls. Please leave a message after the tone. Well, I have a cat that eats trash bags. Yeah, then they get stuck in their butthole, and I have to pull it out. Message deleted. Are you calling us from a giant butthole? Are you calling like, where us? are you calling us from? Hello, from inside the butthole where I just pulled the trash bag. <laughs> it does sound like that, doesn't it? What is, where, well, where are you calling from? I have from? a cat that eats trash bags. Yeah, then they get stuck in their butthole, and I have to pull it out. Next. Is that Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus? I think that reference went over everyone's head in the room, but... I love that you always call so sexual, too. Like, you're literally calling about pulling trash bags out of a butthole. Hi, it's Julie. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Man, I hate this so much. And, Audrey, I think you're going to hate it even more than me because if there's anyone in this room that is going to have somebody wanting to look at them, uh, it is it is you and not me. Oh, um, yep. This is a case of a security camera company called Wise. I've never heard of it, W-Y-Z-E, oh, yeah. but there's a yeah, yeah. million of them. And I guess they experienced a network glitch that led to a security issue allowing... Some users to view footage from other security cameras that belong to other users. Yeah, this is what? like the, one of the one of the other major ones that's like right behind uh, Ring and Blink. Oh, no. I mean, this is, this is a one, huh? big one. So this is a big deal. So oh, I guess no. the incident affected thirteen thousand users. There was an outage in the AWS cloud service. The company worked to restore the camera feeds, and that's when this problem arose, where certain users saw the thumbnails and videos from cameras that were not theirs. And, and a lot of people use cameras inside their homes oh, we as do. well. Yeah. Oh, my God. I walk God. around butt, bucket ass naked. You, you walk around butt, butt ass naked in front of your cameras? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, boy. I mean, some people do some freaky stuff in their house because it's their house, man. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have to worry about whether or not boy. you walk around naked in your home. Yeah, I should be the only one who has access to that. And the fact that this got out... I think this puts the company under. Oh, 100%. I mean, if not, then it should be. I mean, because also you're already, you know, I mean, again, it's a big it's a big brand, but, you know, with Ring out there kind of having a stranglehold in that segment, uh, I'm always creeped out about that, man. Like with, you know, my, my wife and kids and all of that stuff, the idea of somebody out there watching watching i mean because it's big brother I literally I don't, I don't put it past well i don't anyone. even care if it was like a government agent like but it, like it's creepers 
Yes, it's it's like creepy people that work for these companies. Yeah, if you think I'm like a communist or something, I'm like, all right, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, like, but if, if you think, but if you're like, you know, taking, you know, beating up your junk while you're watching this, yeah. that's when I have a problem. That's that's real creepy, and uh, the the individuals that are involved are what creep me out because I feel like creeps are drawn to those positions. Absolutely. You know, like, I want to go work for that Warriors. company because I want to watch other people when they don't know they're being watched. Mm. And that is just such a creepy thought. I mean, we've talked peeping about... Peeping Tom of 2024. It's it's Peeping Toms, you know? And, uh, you know, thankfully, we don't hear a lot of stories about actual Peeping Toms anymore. But unfortunately, well, that's because it's gone digital. So many <laughs> other ways to go about doing it. I don't know. Maybe you're right, Mahoney. Maybe this puts the company under. But, man, what an absolute disaster. What was the company? Wise. Wise. W-Y-Z-E. Wise. I've never even heard of that. I, I mean, I believe either. you. I'm not really in the, I don't have a ring. I don't have any of that sort of, yeah. you know, technology. I put a couple in your house, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but like, yeah. I have, I live in an apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, and I, there, I don't think I can even install a ring even if I wanted to, right. you know? They but, have wireless ones that oh, are battery cool. powered. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've got, oh, so I've got very, very small. You I can't even give see you one. Oh, no way. You don't even know they're there. Yeah. It's not creepy at all. So, but I mean, like, I just didn't know about this company, but now I know which one to avoid. Yep. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. Sean Penn and Dakota Johnson going to co-star in a new film together. It's called Daddy-O. Okay. It's been a while since we've seen a Sean Penn movie. It feels like he's sort of been, like, traveling the world, like, getting involved in... Like heavy politics and mm-hmm. like busting drug dealers and all kinds of crazy stuff. So Sean Penn uh, back with Dakota Johnson. I like Dakota Johnson quite a bit. She's, she's all right. Very, she's very talented. Sure. Is she very talented? Uh, she's I all think right. so. Is Dakota Johnson the one who was in Madam Web, the yes. new movie? Oh, okay. She, I mean, the only reason why I know of and her Fifty Shades is not even because of that. It's whenever she called out Ellen DeGeneres on her show, and that was kind of the snowball effect. And I think the first starting of everyone looking behind the curtain of Ellen DeGeneres. For being kind of a crappy person. Oh, was she the one that kind of revealed yes, it all? Like, wow. Yep. Ellen was trying to call her out on her show for not inviting her to her birthday party. Mm-hmm. And Dakota, Dakota was like, I did. And you did not respond. You actually ignored me over it. So, like, oh. it was a reverse Uno. So, that's the only reason why I even know who Dakota Fanning is. So, cool for her for getting a movie with Sean Penn. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, uh, the movie is directed by Christy Hall. The movie follows a conversation between a young woman, Johnson, and a cab driver, Penn, who picks her up from the airport, and we'll see whether or not it's good. But Sean Penn tends to do pretty good stuff and is a pretty good actor, so we'll see. And welcome back from Ukraine, Sean Penn. No kidding. Like, what were you doing over there? Tom Cruise, as chaotic as ever, so he is 61 years old. He just went public with dating this 36-year-old who is the ex-wife of some oligarch in Russia. And I guess they just, like, their kids met and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, Tom Cruise has kind of been in and out of relationships. Remember when he was trying to, like, woo Shakira after the F1 race in Miami or Austin? He is the the definition of separating art from artists. Like, I think he is a great actor in the Mission Impossible and the Top Gun series. But that guy is a freak. I hate his, uh, you know, his... His affiliation with the Church of Scientology and all that creepy-ass stuff that goes on there. He is a complete and utter weirdo. And the fact that he's now dating an ex-oligarch's wife, that, of course, checks out. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I will go see a Tom Cruise movie any day of the week. But if somebody asked me if I wanted to go have dinner with Tom Cruise, not a chance. I won't even see a movie. So weird, man. I don't like so his wait, now he's bro- Wait, he's broken up with this woman yeah, now? Though? Just went public with it. And, and now, now broken like, up? It's over, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's pulling, a, he's pulling a hot ones. He sure is. 
Uh, and finally, another child star turning out to be a total piece of trash, Devin Ratray, who was Buzz in Home Alone. Woof. Uh, he has pleaded guilty to two counts of domestic violence in Oklahoma, bringing oh. it into a three-year-old case. So uh, this guy is just a total disaster of a person oh. as well, and it's just such a bummer. Another child star, total trash. And Remember, um, so, like, our friend uh, Julia, who's in radio yeah. uh, in Detroit, does a morning show on the alternative station there. Uh, she was tweeting, this is years ago, uh, something about, like, Buzz from Home Alone. And this dude got creepy in her DMs. Yeah, no. like, slid into her DMs. Yeah. was, like, searching his own name. She didn't tag him or anything no. on Twitter. And, yep, he is that guy. He was guy. searching himself? Yep. Loser. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Am I the only one in this room that when you go to the dentist and they're doing dental work on you, which is kind of universally hated, right? Nobody likes it unless you've got some sort of weird fetish. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's necessary. You're going there and they're doing a cleaning. Sure. My eyes water so much when I'm getting dental work done. So do they not put the, like, does your place not do sunglasses on you? Not normally. So because you're looking at that bright light traditionally or looking at least at the uh, above headlighting because... Dentist office have to be well lit so they can yeah. see. Uh-huh. Uh, the one I go to, they put sunglasses. They on give it. you sunglasses, yeah. huh? It's kind of nice. Or you want you to just bring your own if they don't offer. I can't walk into the dentist. You can hundred percent wearing sunglasses. Maybe you put them on after. Yeah. <laughs> you hundred percent can, man. I don't think that that would be weird. I mean, you're no. staring directly into a light. Yeah. It's but it's, it's not even from the light. I don't think. I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. It's just I feel like my eyes start watering when they start messing with my mouth. It's the light. Is it? It's the light, I promise you. I always get nervous because, so I do something different whenever they're, like, messing around in there. I always feel like I'm drowning. So I'm trying to, like, swallow, and I accidentally yeah. gleat, like, onto yeah. their face. And I'm like, I <laughs> they am wear glasses. very sorry about that. But I can't tell them, so I'm just like, because <laughs> my mouth is open, like, with the that clamp. The worst thing in the world is when you have the talkative dentist that wants to chat you up while... So annoying. Shut up. Like, what do you mean? Like, I can't respond to you. Don't ask me questions that that you need a response for. How are things going for you? <laughs> it's because we're talking to people. You know, it's it's... I think that because we're talking of people, we actually get lesser versions of people like dentists and doctors and nurses and veterinarians because all we do is talk to them because we want to try and like charm their pants off. And then we're sitting there not even getting our service appropriately done. Like your teeth are probably not even clean right now, Dave. (laughs) No, your teeth teeth look good. Uh, I will say this. The best thing the dental industry has (laughs) enacted over the last 15, 20 years is hot dental hygienists. Like, oh. bro, whoever came up with that idea, good job. No, man. That good is job. The, that is the worst because I can't think of anything more attractive than like, hey, I'm going to roll in here, open my mouth, hopefully I've brushed and flossed well enough, Ew. and you're going to have to jam 75 tools in here. I would, you, you I want a guy so looking like crying. me with hairy ass no. knuckles? No, you're right. Like, you're right. like knuckle right. deep in your mouth no, or but, a beautiful, a beautiful woman, I, I just can't imagine how dreadfully unattractive that we look and there's like this super hot dental assistant and you're just laying there like ah. I just feel bad for Audrey because there's no hot male dental uh, That's not hygienist. True. I'll take sure a hot there. woman's finger in my mouth. That's fine. You will? No. Oh, I mean well. like literally it's so <laughs> funny to me because my derm my dermatologist the other day she's gorgeous she's a cute little girl 
And I say little girl, she's like 28. And I'm 32, so she feels so young You're to an me. old woman, Audrey. Uh, and yeah. I was like, she was doing like a body exam on me, and I'm like fully naked, and she, and I'm like, I am sorry. And she's like, it's fine. And I'm like, this is womanhood. Like, this is you being cute and me being like, getting older and like unattractive and just being like, here I am, here's my naked old body and just being okay with it. So I, I'm fine. I think if it was an ugly person, I would feel worse. I think if it was an ugly person looking at my naked body, I would feel worse. I like that you brought up this hot uh, dermatologist twice now. She's hot. No, I think that I really, she was really cute. I'm looking over at Chris right now and... Is this going to be the second time that you asked for her contact information? No, we actually had a uh, eczema support meeting yesterday after the show. <laughs> we did. We had a support um, group. We, we met and we were discussing creams. In which uh, <laughs> I Yeah, she informed me the exact office location I'll be making. Because you can't go to a hot. See, this is this is where it changes. You can't go to a hot dermatologist. You can't go to an uggo one either. You don't know that. She might be one of those girls that likes to change people. Yeah, and she'll she, change me for the better. She no, can fix you. She can fix me. Yeah. You're, she's seeing too much of your stuff, that's why man. She, no. That's why she chose what she chose. Uh, uh, you know, just when I was saying that I thought that it couldn't get much worse, like going into the dentist's office and there being like a hot dental hygienist. Uh-huh. It is worse if you walk in, you're like, ah, I got a rash. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go over very no, well. No, but if you had some lady who looked like the like the, the clerk from Monsters, Inc., yeah. who was, like, in there messing with your teeth, I think you would also, like, she probably would smell like cigs, oh, yeah. you know, like coffee breath, like breathing all over you. It was like, hey, sonny, you, let me see your teeth today. Like, I'll tell no, you this. Open your mouth. And, and I don't. I, and I'm not proud of this, but I will not like. So you know, I'm establishing new prim, primary care. Uh huh. And as I'm establishing new primary care, my primary care doctor, she's a good-looking woman. Like again, like oh, yeah. very, very attractive yeah. woman. I am not comfortable with getting a physical from her. Really? See, I no. will go to an old man. Uh-uh. No. See, give me an old you mean man. You're too give me comfortable an old man all day. I'm not moment. like no. No, I actually really? go online and I make sure that whoever I am getting, uh, like wh- whoever I'm about to be serviced from or buy or whatever, is not an like an unattractive person because I don't want them to like start empathizing with me and be like, see, you know what? I look just like I, you naked as well. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I want to be able to, like, have somebody who's going to, like, be like, come on, girl. Like, we're in this together. Like we're going to be motivated to be by like- you. <laughs> like, I don't want us to be looking at each other and, like, seeing a reflection. Like, well, I, I already feel my, bad. Would I, like, again, a prostate exam, <laughs> I am oh, not no, okay yeah. with I'm that. With well, that, I mean, yeah. but otherwise, like, what, you guys, like, compare, like, prostates? Like, I mean, like, there would be no, like, how would like, another guy empathize you with I you don't about want him empathizing with me. I just don't, like, I'm not comfortable with... That because like what if I get excited? That's just for real. Turning coffee. That's what you're worried about. (laughs) You never know. So yeah. So how do you choose who you get your prostate exam from? Do you go ugly or do you go hot? Just small hands, please. Old man. This is Dave and Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833 Yo Dummy. That's 833-963-8669. The other day I was cleaning out my closet and I ended up pulling out one of my old checkbooks. My son grabbed it and he said, what is this? I was like, it's a checkbook. And I'm not even joking. He gasped and looked at me and said, this is a checkbook? I thought checks only existed in movies. Message deleted. <laughs> I am 42 years old. I do not have a checkbook. And so, I haven't balanced a checkbook once in my life. Ever. I'm with you. I'm so not proud once. of that fact. Like I, We were right on the cusp, right, right. Of, of whether you have a checkbook or not. We had checkbooks when we were growing up, but... We didn't have enough money 20, no 25, 30 it. years ago. Yes. Yeah, it's like I knew exactly how much was in there yeah. via my head. Right. <laughs> but, man, I, I do remember how prevalent checks were. I distinctly remember being at 
McDonald's with my dad. And him writing a check. And him writing a check at McDonald's. Also, as a cashier, because I used to work at a grocery store called Bilo, and as a cashier, I remember getting the the checks from people. They'd Mm -hmm. sit there, and it always annoyed the people behind them when they'd be sitting there writing out their checks, and they'd hand it to me, and you you put in that little scanner thing, Mm -hmm. and it, like, zips around, makes a little U-turn. Yep. And they, they got to the point where they were sophisticated enough where they would know... If the check was bad. So, and that only happened like once or twice, but I do remember a couple of times being like, sorry, you're. I worked in retail and up until like, gosh, I think it was like 2000 and we'll say like 12, and we still had a check scanner. And there was a lady who came through and legit was running a scam on the business that I worked at. Oh, really? And I knew it, but like I, it was verifying through the check thing. Like, I mean, yeah. I could see that she was like scraping off some of the numbers and like trying to change them. And it's like, but there was nothing. I, I'm just a cashier. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, like, this isn't my company. Like, uh, I, I would be doing the same <laughs> if I was smart enough, man. Like, <laughs> I'm taking from the, ca- the register. What do you mean? No, but I mean, like I, like I knew that there was something yeah. happening. I just didn't know how to fix it or because like you said, the little U-turn check machine mm-hmm. was still validating it. And to think that that, Technology still existed in 2012, 2011 is wild. I mean, it's 2024, and the fact that to this day in the business world, there's still a lot of companies that I do business with that only pay by check. Crazy. I'm like, you can't just wire the money or do a a direct deposit or whatever it is. Whatever it may be. They're like, no, we don't do that. I'm like, why? Because they can, that's how you wait an extra 60 days to get paid. Uh, Certain people have the the money. Uh 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 Uh, So, my favorite checkbook story. This was, you have a a favorite favorite checkbook story. So, this was the year I was uh, (laughs) 17 years old, and one of my friends had a really crappy, like, dad. And he just, like, (laughs) was always just really, really, really awful to one of my friends. So, he spent a lot of time out of the house and with my friend group. Yeah. And that that summer, you know, like we had a car and, you know, like kind of freedom going into our senior year oh, of, yeah. of, of high school. And he stole his crappy dad's checkbook and would write, he would buy, he bought us pizza like every day that summer with his dad's checkbook. That dad checkbook. was drunk. Yeah. There's no way oh, you yeah. don't he was, he was he was a piece of, he was a piece of garbage. Yeah, but like we, sure. And that was like Papa John's had just moved into St. Louis. <gasps> And we Boy. got to experience that cup of garlic oh butter. Oh my for God, the first dude, straight times. to my veins, man. Yeah. I'd snort that right now. Back when the real Papa John was actually making the pies. Well, but Papa John himself, like, he got a little big headed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of, like, made with a bit of racism. Yeah, yeah so maybe not with. <laughs> thanks, dude, this, Papa John. The actual story of yeah. Papa John is wild. Because yeah, he was, he was John. Have you ever seen from that? From Louisville. Have you ever seen. <laughs> is he from Louisville? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen his house? No, there actually, was some I special where, of course, he's like all decked out in like affliction shirt and jeans, <laughs> just head to toe logo like skulls and crosses. Dude, that's so. On but he par. was given a tour of his house, and he's got like weird, gigantic sculptures everywhere of like eagles soaring and coming down to catch their prey, and you're just like, man, this guy. You are a creep. The best thing they ever did was put Shaq in to be their, like, The pizza got worse, man. Like, I I don't know. The pizza got worse before Shaq, though. When the pizza was, like, in the Ed Hardy Prime. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when my pizza came with the dude with bedazzled jeans delivering it, that's whenever it was good. You know what? There's still, if we're talking about the, the peak of pizza, the fact that you used to be able to call a Domino's pizza before 
phones existed, mobile phones. And you would call them, you would give them an address, and it would be at your house in 30 minutes or it was free. That was a wild west, the, man. And you could pay wild. with a check. And they'd show up and take it. That check. had no money attached to that bank account. <laughs> and they wouldn't know. Good old days, man. Please leave a message after the tone. This is going to work you up because you're both pet owners. But when you start treating pets like humans, is it that much different than treating AI like a human? Because they're not humans. That's all I'm saying. Thanks. No, but they're a living, breathing thing that we love. And I'll I'll say this. uh, Most pets are better than most people. Mm -hmm. And uh, AI is what this person is saying. Most dogs are better than people. Like I like more dogs than I like people. I mean, there's an old saying, like, if a dog doesn't trust a person, you should trust that dog because there's a good reason, and that is truth. Mark Twain said, the more I learn about people, the more I like my dog. Yeah. Like, and like that has it's just probably. always stuck with me. The fact that, uh, you know, a dog can just lay next to you on the couch for eight hours and just chill while you're while you're watching TV. Or if you're like, yo, you want to go to the park? He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, just down for anything at any time. Like, no wonder they're man's best our friend. Our partners, our wives, your husband, your children, mm-hmm. our extended family, nobody loves us as much as your pet does. It's true. That's it. No like, one is as, as excited for you to walk into the room every nobody. single time. And we need that, man. Yes. So, yeah, no. I mean, loving your your dog or your cat or like your goldfish AI. or whatever more than people pff, all day. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> message deleted. Wait, did somebody just fart on the phone? <laughs> That's how you get pink eye, man. Like, this, I've seen this in like Walmarts before, like those viral videos where they'll just pick up the receiver and fart into it. That's somebody never else's phone, to, at least. This is your own phone you're farting into. Run it back. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs> that is unsanitary. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, what are you doing going furniture shopping for eight hours at oh a time? Oh, my gosh. Man, that just sounds like my worst eight nightmare. hours on a work day? I know. It was unexpected, honestly. So my husband and I, we are going to be moving in April to a new place. Very excited about it. Um, but it's a three-bedroom. And with that, I currently have a full bed. <laughs> so wait, did you get an adult bed? I got an adult bed. Good guys. for you! So hold up, Dave. She no longer an adult dorm. bed. Is it a king size? Oh, no, it's a queen. But dude. We That's thought about doing Audrey. a king. We thought about doing a king, but I don't know if it's going to fit in there without making Two it feel people. like it's just all bed. Two people on a queen is it's you are adults and you have but, animals. But Mahoney, you got to take into account here that they've been sleeping basically on a cot for... But a full to a queen <laughs> is not that much uh, wider. You're yeah, t- it's, it's, it's about it width. It, it is. It's not that we much wider. We snuggled on the queen inside the store oh. <laughs> to make sure. That's why I took eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was our foreplay. Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Let's how long we can snuggle in a public. Yeah, like, no. Ma'am, stop. <laughs> oh, we did you see... You have to buy it now. <laughs> we actually might go back and do the king. We just wanted to put down for the queen in order to, you know, make sure that there was something on the books, you know, sort of situation. But- so, did you know the dimensions of the room that you were buying for whenever you decided on the bed? Yes and no. So mm, that's not an answer. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, I do know the dimensions. Did uh-huh. I have them on me? No. <laughs> Dave. Okay. So I know, you went I furniture know. shopping without knowing the dimensions so, of the room. And also, Dave doesn't know the dimensions of beds because the difference between a full size and a queen size bed, width wise, 
is only six inches. You six split, inches you split that between, is a lot, okay? <laughs> not for two people, maybe for one, but not two. That's three inches a person, and that's not what I want. Plenty. Well, you we bump were, it up to a king, that's 76. That is a full you're 22 inches, two feet. That's a foot a person. So that's more than enough. It's really funny because there's something that's ingrained in my mind, and my mother has taught me a lot of, like, little phrases and uh, things that have, you know, that I've taken with me throughout my life, one being modest is hottest. <laughs> Thanks, if, Mom. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Uh, okay. And then also one of the things Your that Your mom has is been such in- an Alabama mom. <laughs> well, Modest is hottest. And, and then this if is- you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <laughs> and then if this isn't necessarily a phrase, but it's something that has lasted in my head. And she always said that uh, there was nothing that she hated more than getting a king-size bed because when she got a king-size bed, the like the snuggling like kind of stopped because you're on sort of on opposite ends of the of the bed because awesome. it's so big. That's fantastic. Oh no! What See, I'm mean? such a snuggler. I, I would also like that. it does not like forced snuggling is no. not good. Well, I'm not forcing snuggling. Yes, you are. To you, are. you are. You bought a smaller bed. I'm gonna because, ask, no, like, I didn't it, buy a smaller bed because I wanted to cuddle. It just you just said that your mom ingrained that in your mind. No, I'm not forcing. I'm not forcing a queen-size bed on anyone in this scenario. I have the ability okay. and the money to buy the king. We should look it's at nothing the last. to do with that. Are you holding your husband hostage? Is he, like, blinking in Morse code? Too. Like Is SOS? I, if I roll over and he's not ready to be done cuddling, I get in trouble. So this isn't just a me cuddling thing. He's okay. a cuddler, too. I have one question, and, and I want you to be honest. That's how men fake it. Is he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We like That's to snuggle. Mean. I love snuggling. Oh. I love mean. I love to sweat on you. God, you guys are mean. I'm sort of That proud hurt of you. my feelings. It did? Yeah. Why? Because. What do you mean? Because I'm emotional for no reason right now because I'm tired. So so that was Because you went shopping for eight hours? I need to find out more. <laughs> also, don't go impromptu shopping for eight hours. I needed this a is on you. I wasn't. <sighs> How much furniture did you get? I got a lot, actually. I got a... A bed. <laughs> I got two nightstands, everybody. You got two nightstands. That's, a, that's, that's right. an improvement. Yes. yes. Improvement. Um, a dresser. Okay. A couch. Okay. Uh, oh. Two chairs My for the living room. Goodness gracious. A rug. Oh, boy. Jesus. I think that's it. Bro, how much did you spend yesterday? I got a proof for a credit card. Oh, <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote Lisa is joining us today for a round of the movie quote quiz. How are you doing today, Lisa? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for asking. Tell us about your favorite genre of film. What are you into? I love horror movies, but I love movies altogether. Okay. Hopefully you do well at this. We got you know some short clips from movies that have been big popular movies, but it can be pretty tough when you're just getting 20 seconds of an entire film to try to figure it out. Dave, you know I am a bit of a, uh, a cinephile. and Hate uh, that word. Movies. Uh, I was taking a class at community college, mm-hmm. uh, history of cinema. Was this in the first, the second, or the third community college that you attended? Second community college. Excellent. That was that the most important I one. I attended. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no. That's a lie. That's my first community college. Oh, it college. was? Okay. It was my first community college that I attended the second time, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> uh, when my uh, history of cinema teacher said, hey, you have a great voice. You should come take my other class Introduction to broadcast. And, and look at that. And here we are. Here we 22 are. 22 years all later. 23 years, years later. later. Yeah. 
All right, Lisa, so good luck to you. Uh, you got some lifelines should you need them. This first one is going to take us back to 2001, so 23 years ago. You sliding in a Trojan horse, hiding a worm? Something like that. Is this an interview? Sort of. Marco, give me some incentive. Hey. Hey, what are you doing? Relax, Stanley. Now, I have been told that the best crackers in the world can do this in 60 minutes. Fortunately, I need someone who can do it in 60 seconds. You're kidding. Afraid not. Go. Mm, that's mm. not that easy. I mean, I know it because it's in front of me, but I don't think that's that. that uh. I saw this movie in the theater. For oh, you did? Two oh. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me huh. too. <laughs> uh, Lisa, do you know what that is, or do you need some help? I think I know, but I don't want to blow it. So. Okay. Just I would um, say give, I, guess. Just try it. Just Go try for it. it. I think it's Italian job. Um, <laughs> no, you blew it. Is that not it? <laughs> it's Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven with my second guess. Also, really. I mean, those are good. Those are good guesses, oh. though. Yeah. Those are good guesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. So, so you didn't get that one right. It was Swordfish, actually. Swordfish John and the two Travolta oh. and and Halle Berry is, I, is the two reasons that Mahoney yeah. went to go see that in the theater. I noticed Travolta's voice, but I did not know what movie that was. It was so a young I just Hugh knew Jack- it wasn't in Ocean's Eleven. But. A very young Hugh Jackman. It was. It, it was. It, but I don't remember shape cracking in it. That was the scene where uh, Hugh Jackman was uh, being uh, taken care of while he had to crack a uh, computer mainframe for John Travolta oh, to show computer. how good okay. he was. Dude, it, I literally remember nothing about that movie except for Halle Berry's boobs. Nothing. Could not tell you. <laughs> that was the Wachowski brothers at the time. The okay. same people from The Matrix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I think they I'm it. looking at this cast, and, you know, like you said, John Travolta and Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry and Don Cheadle and Vinnie Jones I love and Sam movie. Shepard. Like, it's a hell of a cast. I just remember nothing I've about I've never it. seen that movie. Okay. I need to go watch yeah. it. Mm, okay. Uh, the next one's going to take us back even further, all the way back to 1993. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, Gala Minus. Are, are those meat-eating uh, meat Uniform direction changes, just like a flock of birds evading a predator. They're uh, they're flocking this way. All right, big, huge, popular movie. Audrey's smiling over there. So of course, I know what this movie is, but I didn't realize what idiot kids. <laughs> like I've never like listened really to what they were saying. Is that a Metasaurus? Man, I wish I wish says my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> You would have a shirt that would legit you, just say Metasaurus on it. Dave, no, Dave, Dave's it. more of a Pegasaurus. <laughs> oh, gross. Gross. Uh, sorry we're ruining your game here, Lisa. Do you know what that is? No, you're not. It's, it's funny, but they're such obscure quotes that I'm not... This is like one of the most obscure quotes that you can find from this For movie. Sure. Because this movie... But Audrey can help you out if necessary. All right, Audrey. It's going to be okay. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Um, oh my God. But you're so right. Absolutely obscure. If we would have just put like the uh, life uh, uh, finds a way, that one probably would have <laughs> yeah. been a more up your alley quote. Okay, here we go yeah. on to number three. Uh, this one from 2004, 20 years ago now. Can you hold a pen? She got to do it with her teeth, mama. Huh? You got to put it in her mouth. What? Here you go, honey. You see the fat mama? And you know how I feel about that. Did pretty good. You lost, Mary Ann. Ain't your fault the way I heard it, but you lost. What? These quotes are yeah, out there. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know this one either. 
Every time I listen to you guys, I can get them right off the bat. This is a tough, tough day. It is. It has to do with a female boxer. Oh, uh, hmm. Mm -hmm. Didn't uh, Million Dollar Baby? Whoa. She got it. Because I think there's only been like one movie about a female boxer that I can think of at least that was yeah. like that had huge stars in it like Clint Eastwood and Hillary Swank and Morgan Freeman. I didn't and so. even see that one. Wow. Honestly, and I want I don't know why I haven't seen that. Because it's love very sad too. and very depressing. Don't see it. Yes, it's awful. Don't don't. <laughs> it's awful. Then I probably like it, wouldn't want to. Don't so do it. I heard some like life support stuff happening yeah, in, that, that's, see, in that that's clip. A part, that's yeah. a part of that it. That is. Uh, yeah, oh it's, goodness! It's I heard it. some Vince. She dies at the end. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry no, to ruin she it. She does. Yeah. Dang! Not, not wow! I felt like I just saw the whole movie just now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. uh, last one. You got to get this one right. Mahoney's still available as a lifeline should you need it. This one from 1994. One of, in my opinion, greatest movies of all time. Launched a huge career. Here we go. Holy. Testicle Tuesday. <laughs> Listen, pet. How would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not really ready for a relationship, Lois. But thank you for asking. Uh, but thank you for asking. It's such a great movie. I was actually lip syncing that along. <laughs> <laughs> it is? I've seen that one so many times. Ace Ventura. That's right. Cut detective. Sorry, did you need the whole thing? We did. That was, no, that no, was no. perfect. We got you. But the fact that you added the colon for the pause. <laughs> All righty then. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. All right, Mahoney, we got to have a talk about this, man. What are you uh, talking about, Dave? I feel bad for you. It Why? happened again yesterday, and it was just out of the blue, but people keep saying things to you that seem mean. <laughs> What's going on, man? So, yesterday... You- I was here. I felt fine. I mean, yes, I'm recovering from being sick for the last, like, two weeks. You know, had a virus. Yeah, a, a cold, but I mean, you know, well, you're no, out. it's a virus. Sure, but I mean, you were out for a few days, but sure. it's not like you had the flu or something where you've been, like, really pale and just, like, drained and y- you look normal. Yeah, I mean, I feel I'm not at 100%, but I'm at, in the 90s at yeah. this point. Or so you had to take off work 80s. last week. There is some weird sick that's going around right now. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't fake sickness. You know, I just don't. Like, I hate missing work because I know how, uh, you know, Dave, how much Dave gets loves disappointed when we're not here. God, Dave loves to work. You, what, why? You, you do shame everybody. You, you do, do shame do. everybody what do you mean when I we're shame sick? everyone. You 100% shame everyone. 100%. How do, how do I shame you? Can you explain how I shame you? you? It's, a, it's, a, it's your dad. Yeah, I don't know if it's because you got four kids now. And you just have this dad way of shaming? Like, it's like, I'm not mad. No, it's because Dave reports to work regardless of what's happening. He's a hard worker, and I'll give him that. I have been sick multiple times on this show and never even told you guys and just showed up to work, so I don't want to hear it from Dave. My man. But you are in a separate room, though. So it's working. It's working. It's working. You are in a separate room, though. You are in your own room. That's true. You know, I don't want to get Audrey sick. Dude, I get sick so easy. Or get you sick. But I also come to work too sick, and that's just not good. No, man, you can get me sick which get my kids sick. They deserve it. All the crap they bring into our house. (laughs) You know, yesterday I'm preparing for the move, but I also had a lot of other stuff going on, and so I had my car serviced and it was getting dropped off to me and the first guy who said something to me is dropping my car off and granted I had just woken up for a nap and I get the call from him saying hey I'm at the house with the car and I'm like walking out you know so I was like like one of those pickup drop off services that's nice yeah Yeah. which is great I love that but he was like 
Whoa. He's like, are you all right? <laughs> and I mean, granted, I just woke up from like a 90-minute nap. Did you have like the pillow marks on your face I or something? I don't know. I mean, but also, he, like I startled this man. Unless somebody had just gotten their arm chopped off like... I don't know, Monty Python. I don't think I would ever react with, whoa! Was your hair are disheveled? Are you okay? I, I did the hand through the hair and like tried to, like, I didn't have, like, the, the Dennis the Menace Alpha Alpha I mean, thing going on. We do work weird hours. I mean, I, I don't think that most people are probably hardcore napping in the middle of the afternoon. So Nurses maybe was, who are on night shift. Yeah, I mean, it's not, but I'm saying... We're also not maybe night I wasn't shift. expecting this at, like, 2 o'clock but in the afternoon. But I also look like a guy who could be unemployed. So, like, Fair. expect that. Fair. Expect that. So that was the first one. And then, I, again, we're moving today. And so I had to go pick up some boxes and some other packing materials for, like, my monitors, for my computers. And when I'm at the store, you know, to do that, the guy helping me is like, man, you... uh. You have a rough day today? It happened twice yesterday? It happened two times. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I don't but, know. So, I but mean, I, I don't mean, think, so, but I don't think it's a, sometimes it's an attitude thing. Like, so sometimes I'll be getting an attitude from somebody and I've had like just a mean encounter with somebody who just doesn't clearly want to be on the other end, maybe doing their job or something, who's giving me attitude. And I will literally say, are you having an okay day today? Yeah, but Mahoney is a pretty likable guy. Like he's not- He's not going to the cashier all smiles. You are getting boxes. I mean, but I'm not- I'm, He's never I, rude. I'm never rude to. I'm I'm expe- exceptionally nice to people I do not know. Yes, I think no, it was your t- body language. I don't think it had anything to do with your complexion, your hair, how you were dressed. Because I hadn't seen you in a few days, and when you came in on Monday, you kind of walked in the studio just like a. Because you're just tired. Like your body language just said like, uh, Chris. I- we are literally having a conversation right now about how it's rude this. to talk to somebody and tell them how terrible they look. And you're like, well, I've got another example. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound better. But Mahoney's not feeling well. No, but I mean, there is a body language when you're not feeling well that, you know, it's not that Mahoney looks bad. You're a handsome man. I did not think at any point this week or even when you were sick last week, did I think that you were looking rough. Uh, you can tell when you feel rough. I'm, no, I think that that's real. There's plenty of days where Mahoney looks rough. There's plenty of I days mean, where I look I mean, Dave's seen me rough. at my worst. Yeah, but you know. I'm just shocked that there's two people yesterday, strangers, that called you out on it. Because I would just never, ever, ever do that. I'm like, I gotta, I mean, luckily I'm like, I'm like, is it because, maybe it's because I'm on a diet right now. Oh, so your energy is just depleted. Uh, is that you what it what? is? Yeah, you're not you're not mainlining pepperoni pizza. Yeah, I'm not, you know, <laughs> you know, drinking two cans of Coke yeah. for, for lunch every day now. <laughs> it's vegetables you, man. are your arch nemesis. Mm, yeah. Interesting. You're now, right. I'm not okay. You you eat vegetables and you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. So what's your guys' opinion about this? When you make a mixed drink, you use a really fancy bourbon or whiskey to make the old-fashioned, because some would say that you're diluting it, where others would say you should be drinking it normally. Message Not for an old-fashioned. No, I mean, you, you, bullet rye is fine for an old-fashioned. I, I mean, the whistle pig is, you know, like a nicer one that I'll sometimes get, but you don't have to have, like, a really high-end whiskey but for it, he, an old-fashioned. I, th- I think he's also asking, like, what do you think if people who do that, like, do whatever you want. If you've got the money to make a Pappy 23 old-fashioned, you do you. Don't, who cares? Like, you do what you like. Other people getting involved in what I eat and what I drink and what I smoke or what I do, 
It's none of your damn business. Dude, my, my favorite way to get an old-fashioned is like a plate of fajitas. I want it to be annoying. See, like, bring it really? out on fire. Like, smoke <laughs> that thing old-fashioned. to, to awesome. where, like, the fire alarm is going off, brother. <laughs> See, but I feel like an old-fashioned, granted, it is, like, a mixed drink, sort of. Yeah. I would not classify, I would I would classify that as you, that is one of the only bourbon drinks that you could get away with doing a craft cocktail, I'm putting in, in quotations, with a expensive bourbon and not be looked down upon. It's not like a Pappy and Coke. As you a know former what I mean? bartender, do you feel like you make a good old-fashioned? I bet you do. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. No? No, absolutely really? not. Really? No, I worked uh, at a college bar. Like, we, people would come through and, like, ask for, for old-fashioned. They barely had cups there, Dave. No, we, yeah, we had plastic <laughs> cups, and we served shots out of medicine, like, medicine cups, okay? Like, legit. Those things you get your pills in if you're institutionalized. Yeah, because I went to school in Kentucky. I went to University of Kentucky, and so a lot of people ordered bourbon drinks. They would come through after a basketball game or whatever because they had money to do so, and they would come by because we were near the stadium, and people were like, can I get an old-fashioned? I'm like, are you okay with it? in a plastic cup. Like, you want you want me to serve you, uh, you know, Woodford Reserve? <laughs> like, with, I a, will. with a maybe, I don't even know if we have oranges. <laughs> like, like I, I actually don't think we had oranges. Please leave a message after the tone. The dynamics of your team is interesting and fun to listen to. Audrey, you're full of life and bubbly and opinionated. Mahoney, to me, kind of come across as a narcissistic, all about you kind of spoiled brat. And uh, Dave, you're you're the peacemaker. Message deleted. Uh, pretty spot pretty, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty spot on. It. Yeah, it's yeah. all about me. Yeah, did you yeah. did you like that call, Mahoney? I did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tell me more about Dave. me. Dave and, and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, we've seen over our years being in the space that we are a lot of touching tributes. And this one is right up there towards the top of the list. There is a town in West Virginia that is planning to hold a candlelight vigil for, for a local Hooters restaurant that is R. about I. to be demolished. Yes. Um, I don't, are Hooters still really a thing? Um, not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't. They're not popping up all over the place like they used to. Yeah, I feel like Hooters really used to be like the place where lonely dads would go. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it still has that vibe. I feel like the there's more Hooters being demolished than there's new ones being popping. There's popping only up. 430 left in the United States. Yeah, I mean I feel like Twin Peaks kind of came along. Twin Peaks of- is a much they have much better food. Much you better know, food. Better atmosphere. Yeah. Hooters is just Hooters feels trashy. Twin Peaks, on the other hand, you could at least has the has you have the guise of like, hey, there's really good food. They've got a good bourbon selection. The games are on. It, the establishment on the inside is really nice. And also, by the way, um, all the women are also very attractive. So this Hooters, I guess, closed its doors back in March of 2020. And you're like, so like four years ago, you it's closed the doors. And well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but then four years later, they're going to demolish it, and they're still. Like all of these heartfelt tributes on social media, and they're holding a candlelight vigil four years That's later. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, they're 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 planning the whole thing. So uh, a lot of people still very moved by the memories that they created at the uh, at the Hooters all those years ago. Uh, my favorite Hooters story, personally, Mahoney. I don't know if you have any memories from Hooters. Uh, one time, I uh, did a live broadcast for the radio station I was working for at the time, mm-hmm. Rock ninety three five in Columbia, South Carolina, and I did a live broadcast from a Hooters. With at the time UFC champion Frank Shamrock, not even Ken, Frank Shamrock, 
and then later that night went to a Vanilla Ice concert with Frank Shamrock and smoked weed next to a porta potty with Frank Shamrock and Vanilla Ice. Wow. I mean, what a night. What a night. Your life peaked at that moment. That was it. It's all Four kids, a wife, a family. No, no. Nothing compared. Nothing compared to that moment right there. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. We start the Redneck Report with somebody that reminds me a lot of you, Mahoney, or at least what you would do if you embezzled $1.6 million from the company that you worked for and then had that money to do whatever you wanted with. Did they invest it in fried chicken? They did not. They went mm. cruising. Oh, well, <laughs> that close. That would have been number two. That would have been number two. Uh, 36-year-old woman. She got busted. She was a bookkeeper in North Florida. And it always, it's always wild to me when you hear these stories about, like, she's a bookkeeper, and she embezzled $1.6 million. Like, you don't think you're going to get caught when you steal $1.6 million. And I at least understand it if there's an addiction attached to it, like a gambling addiction especially. We worked with somebody like that. We did. She was a bookkeeper uh-huh. at, a, at the radio company that we worked at at the time, and she was embezzling money. Wow. And, and not even in a good way, like creating fake companies and sending out invoices, and it's like paying the invoices to this fake company, which she had set up, and then she was withdrawing like, all of the money and going straight to the casino and just gambling yeah. away. But so this one slot machines. Woman, <laughs> this one was cruising. She spent all one point six million dollars on the cruises. Well, not just specifically on that. She she had all kinds of stuff. I mean, purchases though were mostly like airline travel, Carnival Cruise off all of them. Like you did you oh, do you own Carnival Cruise? Is that what <laughs> did happened? Did you buy a boat? Like, yeah, for one point six million. <laughs> she uh, she just kept going, I guess, and she didn't think she was going to get caught. And I guess the transactions went all the way back to 2018, so she was doing it for mm. years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, she she just went ham. My kind of girl, because there's some confidence in that. Yeah. And con man, she's a con woman, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, like, if you have the confidence in order to embezzle money, first of all, how does one embezzle? Like, that's just a, a talent well, I feel like that's passed down, like, from your forefathers. Again, like, created a <laughs> fake company and paid out. Fake. Like, who taught you that? Well, then nobody's taught her. Well, you don't want to learn from whoever taught her because right, she, she didn't caught. get away with it. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, this next story is pretty odd. A Florida man was arrested uh, in Georgia after allegedly breaking into a home, making himself a cup of hot cocoa, and leaving. What? And the three little pigs is happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up, make some cocoa. Did he drink it? Did he not? Was it a little too hot? Deputies not no marshmallows. <laughs> How to leave? Did you, did you, was he, he's like, hey, I'm so sorry to wake you. Uh, do you have any marshmallows? Do not I the have big to ones, the little ones. The tiny <laughs> yeah, ones. Because yeah. those are the ones that are so good to scoop out with a spoon. <laughs> also, are. if you make hot cocoa with water, oh, jail time. Yeah. Immediate jail time. It has to be, has to be hot, hot milk. Hot milk. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. Uh, and, and finally, a man uh, got arrested for trespassing on the grounds of an Ohio library. Uh, but he told... <laughs> okay. First off, nerd. Who goes to the library? <laughs> like, the only person that goes to that library, they're going to trespass? <laughs> what's really great about this is when the cops busted him, they're like, hey, nerd, we're arresting you for trespassing at the library. What was not he doing? Here. He, he told them. He was, he was there at one twenty in the morning, so okay. uh, clearly not supposed to be. But he was convinced that he... He was allowed to be there because he had checked with Christ. Mm. And I guess he thought he had, like, a note from Jesus. He was looking for the Bible. To say that he could be at the library. Do they have the Bible at the library? Uh, Check the Dewey Decimal System. Does that even exist anymore? Of course. That's the only system that we we categorize books by. Do young librarians know the Dewey? 
They do the Dewey. When we're so again, like here's how we save our libraries across America. We get Mountain Dew to sponsor the Dewey Decimal System. They, they, have, they, they have to have the Bible at the library, right? I, have, I mean, it's like the book. It's called the, <laughs> the Bibliotech. The Come on. Book. This is David Mahoney. Mahoney, do you feel like you're good under pressure? Depends on what kind of pressure it is, Dave. Audrey, what about you? You feel like you're good under pressure? Yeah. I mean, I freak out in the moment, but I think that I absolutely thrive under pressure, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I I feel like I'm same, right? Where, like, I don't love being under pressure to the point where I'm uncomfortable, but that's easily when I am the most productive. For sure. And I I almost have to put myself under some kind of pressure, and that's part of just being a procrastinator as well. That's part of my ADHD. Where (laughs) I I don't do anything until it absolutely has to Uh be done, but then when it has to be done, I'll knock it out of the park, right? For sure. But that's what you tell yourself. That's what I tell myself. Uh uh-huh. That is a convenient lie that I well, tell Well, I mean, but, like, I could also do it beforehand, but, like, I'm not good at picking up a task and putting it back down. Right. I am a, I need to see the entirety of, that's why I binge watch shows. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. If I'm going to start something, I have to finish it right then. I'm not going to take two weeks to do that. Yuck. Ugh, no, just get it done. <laughs> get right? it done Knock in it out one day. Park. Absolutely. So this guy, uh, he's an Iowa man. His name is Kevin Frey, and he, I would say, is pretty bad under pressure. He had a scratcher, a scratch-off lottery ticket, and he won $500,000. Congratulations. Ooh, wow. Deal, okay. right? Good job. Half million dollars. Purchased the $500,000 cash, uh, cash scratch-off at a Casey sco- store, scratched it off inside of the store, handed it to the employee to scan it, learned that he won, and then got so excited when he found out that he'd won a half million dollars. Did pass out? Oh, he ran out of the store without the ticket. Oh. <gasps> He, he ran out of the store, rushed to his car to call his family, only then to realize, oopsie poopsie, I forgot the half million dollar winning ticket okay, so inside of the store. So what, what did happened? the clerk do? The clerk thankfully held on to it for him because he came back eventually. This this dude better give him some money. You better yeah. break him off, right? You better break him off a good Because if I'm chunk. that clerk, I'm like... I'm going out the back door. I'm a clerk. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm a clerk. I gave this place station. a fake social security number and a fake name to begin with. Drop a smoke bomb and I'm out. Yep. Uh, he was reunited with the ticket. He did get his half million dollars, but uh, had quite the story to tell about how he freaked out in the moment because, again, under pressure, decided he needed to go call his family and totally just forgot his winning half million dollar ticket. You know, it's, it's funny. I was seeing something on Reddit the other day where it was talking about lottery wins and um, how... People are expecting a tip if you win the lottery or from wherever you're at. Like, say, if you're somewhere playing Keno or something. Tip you culture? Well, I mean, if it's like a, a bartender tip. and you're, like, playing. And it's a gaming bar. Sure. Then, yes, that's or, how that works. Even but, if I'm at a casino, like, depending on how the process is, right? So, but so, but being we lived in Las Vegas for quite some time. That's, I think, Las Vegas culture. Everyone in the Reddit forum was so anti-tip. Like, we're sitting here having a conversation be like, well, you need to cut off uh, a piece of that pie for that cashier because they could have easily ran off with that and maybe even just dipped them anyways. But that's different, Most right? Most people would never, I mean, ever. It, it, I was if, shocked by that. If I win the lottery, there's no way that I'm giving a tip to somebody that just cashes the ticket for me, right? Right. But if I forget my half million dollar yep. ticket and then they return it to me, and they that person steal is getting it? Yeah, a tip. they could have stolen it. Yes. Facts. That is a service. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Did you get that? Please leave a message after the tone.
This is a thing for Dave. If he still wants to have an animal poop in his house, he should convince his wife to get the raccoon mm-hmm. so the raccoon continue to poop in your daughter's room and in the living room and poop anywhere else. Message deleted. If I'm going to have an animal pooping in my house, it had better be dressed like an adorable little bandit. Oh, love it. Mm, love the idea of a raccoon. Also, it's different if it's your animal. It is. But what about if it was a dog dressed up in a costume? I do love dogs in costumes. A dog dressed up as a raccoon. Dave, <laughs> think about it. I was or just a robber. I was going through some of my pictures yesterday <laughs> looking for a uh, picture of a dog, and I happened to accidentally show Audrey that I had a... Uh, a pug. A puggle dressed up or painted to look like a tiger <laughs> so for some reason <laughs> literally my phone. I, I, he was, <laughs> was trying awesome. to find me a photo of a dog and so I had told him to search dog and you have so many dog photos uh, in your phone funny enough it was yeah. like 500 photos but the first one my sweet old Bailey <laughs> this weird tiger creature thing and why why did you know. say that you don't, don't remember know. you don't have don't any know. recollection of don't the why no okay. but I'm glad I did it was probably to uh, costume ideas for his buggle trying to convince your wife to- I did uh, I did like to dress Bailey up quite a bit. I have a large poster size picture of Bailey wearing a sombrero mm-hmm. while sitting on a pool table. <laughs> Where is uh, that photo? Whenever I proposed to my wife, I rented a doggy tuxedo for Bailey and she was present. Was that photo in the background of your engagement? Why do you have a photo of Bailey dressed up in a sombrero on a pool table? No, there were two separate things. I'm just oh. saying I was... <laughs> He's talking about the many outfits he had for his dog. Why is that a romantic thing? (laughs) I had to go to a tuxedo rental place to pick up a tuxedo for my puggle. Also, why was Bailey lounging seductively in a sombrero on a pool table? Uh, She wasn't lounging seductively. She was part of the obvious party that was going on. Everyone was having a good time, and we had a sombrero and a puggle. And maybe some drinks. And, 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 and a pool a table. Idea. And a pool table. And then when, Let's put this dog on the surface and give it a hat. And I will say this. <laughs> as a photographer and as somebody who watched Bailey a couple times for Dave uh, when he went out of town, uh, she, because every time I, she would stay over at the house, I would have a photo shoot with her. She was that. the best subject because she, she would just was. lay down and just look. Like, all you had to do was just, like, hold a piece of ham and she would just look that way for hours. Wow. She was the best. We, I probably could have taken a picture with like a pinhole camera of her because she just does not move. That did not, <laughs> did move. not that move. Moving was not her strong suit in her in her later years. No, it was not. <laughs> what is it, Chris? When you used to do all the videos of Bailey uh, throwing the food to oh. try to get her to catch it in slow mo, I that- still have those on my Instagram. <laughs> if you go to at Dave Farah on Instagram, um, they're still up there every single morning. You know, like that has little things down at the bottom. There's one entitled Bailey, and every single morning, yeah. I would slow motion toss her a piece of ham, and she would every day miss it. Yeah. R.I.P. Bailey is so easy for that dog to catch it every I time. I threw Just- it directly at her open mouth, and she would somehow still miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I miss those videos. Oh, Bailey. Oh, she was so sweet. Please leave a message after the tone. You know, it's funny that uh, people call in and complain and other stuff like that. But that just goes to show that they're listening. You guys are doing a good job. Message deleted. There's going to be haters. Um, We've had the philosophy for a long time about this show. Like, we're all genuinely very good friends, and uh, we come in every day and try to have fun. And that's it. There's no secret formula to it. We just... Really like hanging out with each other and chopping it's not it forced. up. It's not forced. It's There's not a w- chemistry that exists. We're all friends. You know, a bunch you of corporate been- people didn't put us together no. because, like, oh, the, here's the pretty girl and the straight guy. And this, no, it's just we're just go, actually friends. You saying I'm gay? 
Uh, well, I mean, after a few drinks. <laughs> That's true. I will. <laughs> Hit me You're up. listening to Dave at Mahoney. I wish that I could report right now that Audrey's woes when it comes to the ringworm that her cats have had was finally done, and we didn't have to talk about it anymore because you were, at long last, the long national nightmare had ended We're for on you. week 11 now, I think. And I'm showing you a picture. That oh. is just not the case. Um, it has gotten worse oh. somehow. Oh, my God. Your poor kitties. <laughs> <Same>. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, look. So, <laughs> yeah, my like poor that. kitties um, is something I have never heard before. And it has been a plague. It has been a plague on my house. I don't know what karma I have deserved to get here, but here we are. So Here we are, 12 weeks, almost 12 weeks. What is the update? So I called the vet yesterday because I noticed after bathing them in this antifungal shampoo that Howard, my little boy kitten, back of his head is worse. It's just getting worse. It started off on his ears and I'm noticing it kind of like further back in his head. And that doesn't mean that it's not already been there. It's just where he's starting to lose the hair. So I don't know if that's like the first point of infection. And then the ears were the part that showed the symptoms. Ringworm is weird in animals. I called the vet yesterday, showed her a photo that I just showed you guys that you had a visceral reaction to. It's what I live with. It's what I've been living with for 12 weeks. Um, That is actually much worse than I expected. Hmm. For 12 weeks. That's what it's looked like. Cool. So if I seem tired, I'm tired. (laughs) So called her and she said, hey, that actually looks bad. Um, You need to start dipping your cats twice a week, letting them drip dry. They can't lick it. They're going to turn yellow and they have to, like I said, drip dry, air dry, put them in a cone and it's going to smell like farts. It's a lime sulfur dip. So if you're ever driving around in places and you go, like especially like Florida, I feel like Florida had that sulfur smell or whatever. That's what my cats are going to smell like. Inside your tiny apartment. I live in a 700 square foot apartment. I'm going to have yellow cats that smell (sighs) like farts. And there's two of them. And For like until this goes away. And it's not just like, okay, I'm going to power through this bath time and then it's going to be over. They have to air dry and drip dry and... I imagine that the cleanup process is not great. It's not. It's just not Boy. great. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I am at, guys, I'm at my wit's end. I've had these cats for, I mean, seriously, since December 4th. And the week after getting them is whenever these symptoms start occurring. And, you know, we keep getting calls that are like, you need to confine them. Confine them where? Where do I put them? Like, do I board them? Do I ask the vet to take care of them and pay a daily boarding fee and hope that they can help me with this process? I don't know what to do. What's that cost? Have exactly. you asked what, what, what that would cost? Exactly. Because I mean, it's got to be something astronomical. What do I do? Like, I, I don't person, know what to do. I, 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 I will tell you exactly what to do, and you're not going to like it. And you you're, you're, you you're, you're, you're going to say get rid of your cats? You got to get rid of the cats, man. I mean, oh my God. I, That's what my husband's saying too. And I'm getting so emotional over it because I don't want to do that. I know. Ah, it sucks. It sucks so bad. Ugh. I'm sorry, man. Dude, it sucks. I love them. It sucks, but it is. But you only not like 12 weeks better. Left. You only have 12 weeks left. Oh, but that don't mean much, man. <laughs> this is like, this is like uh, one of those summer romances, you know? But I've been taking care of them. Like, taking care of them. It's not like they just, like, came into my domicile and I'm just, like, letting them chill. Like, I am taking care of them because I have to. It's like a full-time like, job. Full-time job. Yeah. Like, and you know what's funny is that yesterday, too, Elmo got sick. Like, she just, like, went, she, like, dog threw up or whatever, yeah. like dogs do. And I, like, 
collapsed on the floor and I looked at my, my husband and I was like, we got to get out of the house. So and so we went to go furniture shop and I spent like thousands of dollars on furniture to make myself feel better. Because yeah. I'm like, I have to get rid of all of this furniture. Like it has ringworm all over it. I don't want any of it. Like I've got to get all new stuff so for how, our new place. Like long, I'm trying to get excited. How, like it's so uh, crappy. When are you moving though? So you got like what, six weeks? April. So like so, it's got to uh, get weeks. better by April. So I mean, Dude, I mean, this I, is so stressful. Like the, I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. Have you thought, like, I, I mean, find out what that vet costs to do that because, you know, moving into the new apartment, all new furniture, all of that, like, you can't have it spread to that. No, and I don't, then. and I, and it's really, it's really crappy because, like, I am not a person, I, I mean, I'm not a person who would have taken on something not knowing that I wouldn't be able to handle it. I understand that, like, you know, I'm a 32-year-old woman. Like, I had a senior dog before this who came with a lot of bills. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting here trying to say that I can't handle ringworm. It is just, it is tough, and I've never dealt with this before, and I don't know what to do. This is a lot. Uh, Rita's on the phone. What's up, Rita? Uh, Hi. I had a dog that I brought to the vet. And the dog before uh, my dog was seen had ringworm. And ironically, my dog, my schnauzer turned up with ringworm on her chest. And I freaked out. And I brought her to the vet and he gave me some some spray. But uh, I also read that tea tree. And I got this at at Sprouts. And it was uh, uh, desert essence. And I just got an atomizer because it's, you know, uh, kind of strong. Did it and work? All I did was uh, die. Yes, and it got and the house smelled great. Because <laughs> tea tree does smell great. Yeah. yeah. So I think that you know tea tree. I'm not sure if that's one of those that cats are. You know, like it's a, they they can or can't. But I have them on a topical. I have them on an oral. I'm now going to be dipping them. Like I have them secluded to really themselves. I'm secluding myself more than I'm you know the cats because they're in the area that's only hardwood, which is the kitchen and the living space, which is, is this- like the entire space because I can't put them where carpet is. I can't put them where the bathroom is because fungus lives in damp, dark places, which would be the bathroom. Is and I need to like shower really and feel clean. Stressful on your relationship as well. This- because, I mean, I imagine yeah, I, that this would be tough to deal with because it, you're already kind of at your wit's end Well, because my husband and I also both don't really live with each other 100% of the right. time. So yeah. his refuge is not being here. Oh, God, <laughs> Which man. feels that horrible. My house, on my sheets, everything. Yeah, wow. so you're changing your sheets constantly. You're yeah. changing your duvet covers. I have three comforters that I'm switching through all of the time. I'm putting stuff on the couch. Dude. Like, it is a lot. And, yeah, it's no, yesterday, like, again, like, I, whenever I had that phone call with the vet, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, can you w- watch them for me? Like, because it's not getting better. It's just Oof. getting worse. I don't know, man. And and it's so crappy because these kittens, whenever I got them, I was so excited. And I get so happy to see them every day. But everything that comes with them in this moment makes me feel like I'm... Uh, I don't want to say it. But it makes me feel like I'm unfit because from the beginning, no. they came unfit. with it's it. It's just this is a, 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 a bad situation to be in. This is no fault of your own. You're trying. It's not like you sit here and you let it fester. Yeah, Uh, every effort. I'm not giving up on them. We're going to do the dips. And if I smell like farts, it's not me. It's the cats. You'll just go. (laughs) It's a good excuse. We'll just just put you you in Chris's studio over there. (laughs) That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney.